Before we get into today's episode, just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your own podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.com at P-O-D-G-O.com. Guys, there's a Treehouse Live. We went over that. More Age of Calamity stuff. Steve comes out uh, when you're hearing this today, so he's already out. And we decided to change it up, and we did our all-time Pokemon team from all the games we've played, from all the Pokemon we've used. It was a toughie for both of us, but I feel like we did both did pretty well, and we both have some pretty good teams. You know, we're, we're true moners, so... Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, episode 10, episode 10 of season 2. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Tyler, and I am here with my co-host, Colby, as always. Colby, how are you doing today? Uh, happy uh, Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, to all us uh, students out there who didn't have to go to school today. Uh, just uh, Speak for yourself. I still have to do classes. It's one of those holidays that just sneaks up on you. Uh, didn't have any in, uh, virtual classes today. Still did some schoolwork, but other than that, just been just been hanging out. Just giving me more reasons to play uh, old Pokemon games on the, on the DS and occasionally... Occasionally doing a, a planet and getting a star on Mario Galaxy. Other than that, though, not a ton's going on. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Uh, I had school today, so just got off my last class for the day. So I'll have time to play to, to catch up on some gaming since, well, I do have a quiz today, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. been playing uh, a new game, which we'll get into uh, later in the podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, that's honestly all I've been uh, devoting my attention to until you uh, suggested a uh, a thinking exercise for today's episode. So had to revisit some old games myself. Yeah, as did but I. Good God, I had to dig. We will uh, save that for later in the episode because we do have some news to cover, don't we? Oh yeah, we have some news. So. Per usual, our episode drops Tuesday. Uh, there was a news drop Tuesday, so yeah. <laughs> had to wait a whole week to get to it. And that drop was a Nintendo Treehouse Live showcasing Pikmin 3 Deluxe gameplay, which comes out later this month, and the main event, Age of Calamity, of course. Yeah. So we had we had to talk about that. But first, I guess we'll be doing we'll we'll do, we'll do a little bit on Pikmin 3 because it was shown and. 
it actually did look interesting for someone who's for, for both of us who've never really played a Pikmin game before. Mm. Uh, a little out of the realm of the budget for us, unfortunately. There's a lot I of know, holidays yes. right around the corner. There's we've money ca- we've money set aside for one game and one game only for the remainder of the year. But Pikmin Three mm. Deluxe, uh, what'd what'd you think? Um, I thought it looked interesting. Uh, some of the new features they added were the new uh, mode featuring Olimar and Al. The side story. Or Louie. It was the side, yeah, the side story. stories. It was with Olimar and Louie because I believe they were not in the original Pikmin 3. No. But they have included a mode for, for this game that that features them and what they during the events of the story. Uh, there's a co-op battle mode and some new quality of life changes uh, for like the controls and such to better mm-hmm. fit the switch and also to just update it for a better user experience uh it did look interesting uh i I don't know it didn't really change my opinion on the game too much it just like i know i I feel like it's gonna be a good game but yeah just doesn't look like it's for me personally yeah I, i share a lot of that same sentiment the it's very 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 puzzle like oriented very puzzle forward so it was cool seeing that game. I think we saw it for like a half hour. It was the that was the majority of the Treehouse Live was showing that mm-hmm. game, uh, for obvious reasons. But yeah, the gameplay mechanics looked neat. Again, not really my speed as far as what I'm looking for in a video game. But nonetheless, still happy I got to get a look forward and get an opinion myself. Uh, the game actually looks pretty good, so I won't. Yeah, won't bash I think it there. it's good. I'm just, you know, just not for me and. I feel like Pikmin's one of those series that Nintendo fans kind of either skim over or make fun of or, you know, kind of just don't really give the benefit of the doubt or they don't really give a chance. Yeah, I know Pikmin from uh, from Smash Bros. Yeah, well, I was about to say. That was my I, first introduction <laughs> to Pikmin. Which is Olimar in Smash. That was my first introduction as well. But I don't know. Uh, I say this like every time there's a new game coming out that I'm not super sold on. We'll just have to see. Yeah, uh, you know how it goes. What people are saying about it, if there are any surprises, yeah, then maybe that'll be a something to pick up down the line. But considering our uh, financial situation at the moment, we have our eyes locked on the oh, subject yeah. of the next part of the treehouse, which was Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Of which, even though it was, you know, we just didn't want it to end. It was a, a short. Yeah. A uh, little bit of gameplay, but we got a lot of information out of it. So we did, yeah, a if, lot of information. If you'd like to kick us off, and then I can kind, of, you know, we can just yes. talk about everything we saw. So caught our eye. We were introduced to our three uh, lovely female hosts, who then immediately show us Urbosa gameplay, which is, oh, by far and away the coolest part of the presentation for me. Yeah. Just the very <laughs> beginning. Urbosa, mildly, uh, is a badass. You. The first mission starts. You're Lincoln Zelda there, and Urbosa's there, and you're in you're in Gerudo Town. You're in the palace, and you walk out, and there's just a typical Hyrule Warriors fashion: uh, the ten thousand Yiga <laughs> soldiers, and there's I believe three Blade Masters that you have to defeat in there, and just Urbo- and they showed Urbosa's gameplay. Uh, very, the lightning and everything is just so crisp, and I really can't wait to can't wait to play as her. Yeah, the. Uh... The host said that her she has a unique like lightning charging mechanic, so you can yes. kind of store up electricity and uh, let it loose in powerful attacks. Her combos look really crazy. They look insane. <laughs> it's super cool. 
I also want to touch on Gerudo Town uh, itself because it looks like it really hasn't been changed to like fit Hyrule Warriors or anything. Like it looks like they just kind of kept it the same, which I, I appreciate because it keeps that fidelity between this game and Breath of the Wild. You can go into that into the bar. There's no one in it because no, no. There's, a Yiga, there's a Yiga invasion going yeah. on. But <laughs> you can like busy. go. You can like go into some buildings that you would be able to in Breath of the Wild. Uh, not really for any reason, like unless you're looking for a secret maybe in one of them. Yeah. But I just think it's cool that they still allow you to go into those places where you're not going to do combat, but they were in the original Breath of the Wild, so obviously they'd be accessible from there. It's so it's so like carbon copy similar. There's a Korok in the same exact spot as there is in the original game. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Breath of the Wild homages and references, obviously, because in the same world. But exactly. I, I assume they're going to poke at us, poke at us who are knowledgeable about the game uh, in certain aspects or in certain areas and missions. But uh, yeah, the one thing I thought was neat about Urbosa is that she seems to be like the fastest of the fighters in terms of like her, her style in general. She moves so like gracefully and swiftly. And that's that was true. That was made evident. I think they were it was a Yiga. It was a Yiga battle where like a Yiga Blade Master battles like kind of like a one on one. And she must have. I don't know how you activated it, but it was like a fully animated move where she, uh, where she like did a, like a diamond attack and it ended with her in the fin and her in the front. She snapped her fingers and like just electrocuted everything within the so, area. Yeah. So when you fight like boss enemies like that or the enemies that have like the weak point meter that you have to uh, break the cert- the five sections of before you can attack it, uh, when you break that meter, uh, there's a button prompt for a. Uh, for a weak point attack, so I believe okay, that's what yeah, that that's was. Yeah, that's what that was. And they just do cr- they just do crazy damage, if not kill the enemy outright, n- no matter what health it's at. But uh, I believe every character is going to have uh, something like that. So yeah, we, I was about to say there's still we still haven't seen three of the champions gameplay. Uh, it's true, we have not yet. But oh, uh, we've uh, seen a little bit of Daruk, but Rivali and Mifa, we have. Not oh yeah, I guess we about. have seen Daruk because he was an enemy in this. Uh, in this dur- in this uh, treehouse, but um, after the Yiga clan invasion, uh, Urbosa, Zelda, and Link move out into the into the desert, yeah. where they encounter a Molduga boss fight, which they rudely just cut off, so we couldn't Very see the end rude. of it. We couldn't even see the start of it. I don't think they even fought it. No, I'm assuming there's a cutscene afterwards, but before that, we got Zelda gameplay, which... Literally, I said on the show a couple episodes ago, if you take the Sheikah Slay out of Zelda's hands, she is rendered useless, in which my point was proven today, or yeah. Wednesday. So she is rendered useless. <laughs> All of her attacks are based off of the Sheikah Slay. Yeah, so uh, as we said in the previous episode, the Sheikah Slay is kind of like a tacked-on uh, set of moves for every character. Uh, the same is true with Zelda, I believe. She can still use the normal Sheikah Slate stuff, but her standard attacks... Use the Sheikah Slate runes in in different in uh, different ways. Yeah. Than like the mechanical like special Sheikah Slate that every character gets. So there was like she was grabbing uh, metal containers out of the ground and swinging them around. She had this huge guardian bomb thing. Huge. That would walk around. She had this like lock on thing where you went to the Sheikah Slate. It locked on all the enemies, and then something happened, and then they all just died. Yeah, yeah, it was very sad. So there, I mean, Zelda must have been freaking modding the shit out of this pre-calamity Sheikah Slate because 
Like, I wish I could do these things in Breath of the Wild. Oh, my God, yeah. Link would be unstoppable. But, yeah, you're right. As far as you don't get the typical stasis, you know, the typical remote bomb, the typical magnesis with Zelda. You get more advanced versions of it. Again, because it is her moveset. And if, if she literally had the same abilities as everyone else that she could slay, she would be useless. Literally useless. Well, yeah, because her base moveset still uses the Sheikah Slate, but I believe like she will still, like the regular Sheikah Slate that every other character has, she will still have access to that in the same way. Yeah. But her standard attacks will use more wacky, creative ways of using uh, the Slate to attack, which I think w- is a unique challenge, but they seem the developers seem to have pulled it off well, so I can only hope that the gameplay is uh, still satisfying to use with her. But Kira and Robbie really... <sighs> They updated that thing. Did we, have we talked about Pira? Was Pira and Robbie revealed before last episode? Like, did we talk about that? They were revealed. Weren't they revealed in like a quick one minute like trailer video on Twitter? They That's were. I just, I just didn't. I just don't know. If I don't they, think we have. No. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna interject here before we move on to the next part of the treehouse. Pira and Robbie are in this game, and they're their young ver. Well, young Robbie's girl. young version, Pira's older version because she deages herself, but they're in the game. And uh, we don't know if they're playable, but they are, uh, you know, they have new models and everything and they have, you know, their designs are <laughs> so cool. They are very neat. They are very cool. Robbie looks sick. You can see a ton of Robbie. You saw more of Pura and just Impa's disgust with her. So, yeah, Imp- Impa's seems very <laughs> embarrassed to even be having Pura around her friends. Yeah, Pura throws like the deuces sign and is like, oh my god, like the princess is right here. What yeah, are you doing? She's got like a red streak in her hair. Robbie's like, like I think Robbie should be the last fighter because he looks jacked up. He looks huge, but them showing up, but showing both of them leads me to believe that neither of them will be playable yeah. characters, which makes the king or an unnamed character way more likely. I think it's nice to see Robbie, like we saw them briefly were looking at the Sheikah Slate together, which is really cool because you don't see them interact in Breath of the Wild at all, I don't think. No. Like they know each other, obviously, but this is yeah, the first time we see interaction. Robbie's like abandoned two. on in Akala and uh, Atino Village is where yeah. Pura is with her assistant after his name. Uh, Saw Simon? Simon, I think is right. Yeah. Simon? Yeah. So that's something else we saw that relates to Age of Calamity, but I believe the next thing in the treehouse is the map of Hyrule. They, yeah, they showed is, the map. and So, like, you go into the map of Hyrule to go and find missions and cook food and do side missions and things like that. So the map of Hyrule from Breath of the Wild is your hub, Carbon is copy. your menu. And if you look, people have analyzed this closely, you can see new town names and locations that you haven't seen before in Breath of the Wild. So... Yeah. More world to explore. I was about to say, more world to explore. Uh, I don't know how many different types of town battle maps there's going to be, but we already saw Link, which is the next character we got to see fight, seem to be fighting on Lon Lon Ranch. That That is correct. That is actually the big thing I have pulled up here. People which are is, raving over Lon Lon Ranch. Like, Lon Lon Ranch is like Lon Ron... Blah, blah, blah. It's hard to say that so many times in a row when you're yeah. stuttering. Lon Lon Ranch and the Breath of the Wild... I guess time, time, yeah, yep. uh, is now fully realized in uh, Age of Calamity. It's yeah, it's in Ocarina of Time, and it is people are 
screenshotting it and comparing it, and it looks very yeah. similar. Uh, obviously, it looks better on the Switch uh, for obvious reasons, but yes. yeah, Lon Lon Ranch is back, and we get to see it ravaged completely, which is going to break By, many people's yes. hearts. But uh, before we get into the game, the linked gameplay, some quick things. Uh, I believe they said that you can cook meals uh, and like different food items to buff your team before you go into a battle. I believe they and said that's right. Yeah, that guess- each character has their own favorite food. So Uh-oh. when you give when you serve that to them, uh, they'll get incre- even more increased buffs. Uh, Link, uh, I think it's Link specifically can switch between armors before he goes in the battle, like in Breath of the Wild. Yep. And he can also use seemingly, you know, any weapon from Breath of the Wild as well, because it seems like you collect weapons as you go through the story. Yeah. And Link can use them. Like, we saw him using gameplay with an iron sledgehammer. Yeah, I don't know what was up there. <laughs> so it seems like Link himself has two movesets, one for one-handed weapons and one for two-handed weapons. Possibly a different one for the Master Sword, but maybe he, he probably has a different move set for a ton of weapons. The, the I'm guessing if he can use like lances and spears, I'm guessing oh, that's, that's true. Too. Lances might be there, so he might have one because isn't that the three? It's one handed, two handed, and lance. Because the yeah, thing, bow, I think bow, bow is like bow's completely integrated, separate. Yeah, is integrated into his other move sets, anyways. But bow is going to be the same whether it's a boko or an ancient bow, I think. Because, like, uh like in the original Hyrule Warriors, uh, Link has two different movesets. Well, he has movesets for a shit ton of stuff, but specifically, he has a moveset for the Hylian Sword and a moveset for the Master Sword. They're very similar, but they are technically different. So I would imagine so, it's the same in this game. There, there could be something like that in this game, but I just think it's cool that you can, like... Link is a highly customizable character in this game. Very, yeah. I, I didn't really expect that. Like, like you can probably, you know buff people's stats and upgrade them and level them up and you know give them different uh, maybe uh stat boosts and uh, stat boosting items and such but link you can just completely change his play style whenever you want before you go into a battle it seems very very cool cool. yeah adds a lot of flavor to it and the two-handed like if that moveset is the same for all two-handed weapons which it seems to be because he was like making a stabbing motion with a sledgehammer yeah he's the he's just the fastest he might be like it's him or robosa are gonna be the fastest characters because like he was he was tearing not up the battlefield he was not slowing down at all like that those sledgehammer attacks look so powerful Dude, like he, those two-handed he, weapon the cat attacks uh, when i tell you he beat the brakes off daruk <laughs> he beat the brakes off daruk it was bad like like Daruk's link was not there. given the memo that this was a training exercise no he Daruk- was, went <laughs> all out Drew was like, all right, uh, showtime, and uh, two seconds later, uh, he was done. <laughs> He's completely, his skull was bashed in by this. Yeah, his, I love his super move, where he just he eats, eats something, he just, and eats, just like, like yeah. two handfuls of something, and then just smashes yeah, the ground. Flexes his 120-pound body and just kills everybody. Yeah, that was really good, I think. And then we saw uh, Impa. Oh, yes, and then we did see some... Very little in the gameplay, but they, I, the, the people playing the game could not defeat the Hinox. So they just they just cut it short. It was like, all right, time to go. Um, oh, my dog is barking. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? I think they revealed another Impa like super move, where she like throws a bomb, yeah, like a barrel bomb mm-hmm. at at the uh, Hinox, which is pretty cool. But other than that, I think all of her. I don't think we really got anything new revealed about Impa's moveset or anything. Oh, but we're, we're, 
Wasn't her uh, gameplay like a quest, like a side quest? I believe it was a side quest. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is our first uh, first time seeing a Hinox in yeah in Age of Calamity, who is also another uh, boss monster. So um, this Hinox specifically, they used a lot of stasis to uh, yeah. kind of he was belly flopping and to uh, kick the yeah, shit out. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That to was see. pretty cool. So I assume a lot of different bosses will require some different combinations of runes and attacks to to effectively take care of. So uh, also, Link is from Hateno, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, where'd that come from? I don't, I don't know if they meant to say that, but they're like, yeah, no, Link's from Hateno Village. We're like, wait, what? No one knew that. Now I don't know if that confirms the theory that Link is from Hateno Village and the house that you buy in Hateno Village was actually Link's 100 years ago. That'd be cool. Or if Bolton buys it and he's just like, all right, you got to buy it back. <laughs> or if it's just, uh, you know, they, just because you can buy a house in Breath of the Wild, they're like, oh, yeah, Link's from Hateno since his house is there. But my no mind sense. is, yeah, my mind is kind of like, okay, yeah, it's definitely, like, lore and not just, a, you know, How'd the king find that kid if he was all the way out in the Tino village? <laughs> How? I mean, hey, the links. Can we get some link backstory? That'd be insane. I assume we're good. I assume we're going to a little bit because we see him as a knight, and we know that his father was a knight as well. So <laughs> you see his parents getting evicted from that same home. <laughs> like, like, I want to buy that back one day. You see a link. You just see a link's dad. <laughs> just casually it's not even a big reveal he's just the, there. Fir- the first scene is him sitting at that kitchen table and just <laughs> filling out taxes that he cannot oh, afford my legend son my legend son i can't i can't afford the taxes i'm committing tax fraud son <laughs> but uh i think that's everything that from hyrule warriors uh in the treehouse that we saw do you think we're gonna see anything else before release i think we're gonna see we have to see Rivali and Mifa at least a little bit. Uh, maybe. I feel like we'll we'll get at least another trailer, but like, I don't know maybe, if we'll get. Yeah, anything like maybe it's like maybe a short treehouse. Like, is that too much to ask? Like, <laughs> do you have any any new thoughts on who this mysteri- mysterious eighth playable character could be? It's either King or unnamed, and I'm leaning King. Yeah, I th- I feel like. I feel like they could do some cool stuff with the king. Yeah, they since, can. He's a since big he really dude. didn't do because he, the king of Hyrule was playable in the first uh, Hyrule Warriors as well. Although is the uh, the Wind Waker version of him. Okay. So he was kind of floating around as a spirit and beating the shit out of people with the King of Red Lions sail. So I don't think they'll go that route with no. King Rome, Bosphorus Hyrule. No, I know. But, uh, I don't know. They could they can put, shine the king in a completely new light since we. I think we've seen Zelda do more things than him, even pre uh, Age of Calamity gameplay. <laughs> yeah, I so, think that's accurate. So we will. Uh, I'm hoping for the king because I just feel like that'd be cool. So that's wanna, where I'm gonna put my money on. I want to see Mifa and Rivali. Like I just want to know what they're capable of. We, I want to we... see Rivali more than anything because I feel like Mifa. I can kind of be like, okay, Ruda was. Yeah, playable in the last Hero Warriors. Similar to she'll, that, she'll be kind of like that, but with a spear, and just what was Ruta have a sword? Ruta doesn't have anything. She just kind of controlled the water and had like these okay. water slashes that she used. But yeah, Mifa actually has a weapon. 
and then Rivali is Rivali is the first. Can be a lot of fun. I don't know. Rivali is an interesting character because you know he has the power of flight. So I yeah. don't really know how they're going to implement that. But I guess we'll see. No, well, yeah, you think uh, Urbosa can like almost like a almost like a cloud like limit meter can harness her electricity. Maybe that's the same for like all the champions and their abilities. All I don't know how they're going to incorporate Mifas into Hyrule Warriors. I mean, maybe she, maybe she can heal like oh yeah her unit. She can heal her unit, but maybe she can just heal herself. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be helpful. King heals King Dorfan when he's in playable character. Uh, dude, actually, that'd be that'd, really funny. That'd be cool. You see him. He's so massive. Like he could probably. Oh, that's huge. So- King Dorfan's huge. Oh man, that'd actually be really cool. That would be really cool. Muzu. So that well, Muzu's got to be the last play. Okay, <laughs> the youth, the youth, youthful Muzu. Or, or it's just Sidon. He's just a baby. He's just baby Sidon. He's only like Splash, like a Magikarp. That's his only, only ability. Oh my. Well, I guess so, we'll see. It's, it's intriguing me that they're hiding it from us for so long. So. Yeah, and is that all we have on Age of Calamity until we get another news drop or just releases? I, I think so. I think that's everything. So, moving on then, I would like to wish everybody listening, whether it is Tuesday or beyond, happy Steve Day. Uh, Steve uh, yes. is officially out in Smash Brothers. He is downloadable now. You either have the Fighters Pass or you paid the six bucks, like my dumbass is going to do. And <laughs> what are we? What? And this is Monday, so look, we're in the past still. He's not out yet. Uh, what are we hoping for? For Steve, just something quick on the Steve man. Uh, what am I hoping for? I'm hoping to. I'm ho- I'm going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do something that I might regret. I'm going to go online. Oh God! And just see how many. I'm gonna document how many Steves I can run into. <laughs> because this, it's the same deal for every character. Like when you go on to like online Smash, like everyone's gonna be using the new character, but Steve. Everybody. I going feel to be like Steve is going to be. A whole new beast. You're just going to start counting in threes, because that's all you're going to play. I was about to say, it's all going to blur together. But It is. I'm hoping to... I don't know, I really want to play as him, but I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to drive with his play style. Like, it's going to be so... So complicated. So different. I'm, I'm not even good at Smash. Like, how am I supposed to be good at this? Yeah, and how am I supposed to mine and fight at the same time? I'm bad at the fighting part. I mean, it's a lot of resource management, so I just want to see how it feels like firsthand how how the developers have kind Sacked of blended it. all these blended all this resource management together and i guess we'll see what he goes from there but yeah that's my only hopes since we know everything else about him yeah i think he's gonna be really fun and again i think he's gonna change the way people look at smash because everybody's gonna have steve it doesn't matter if you've played minecraft or not everyone's gonna have him i feel like he's gonna be one of the more uh sought after and bought uh dlc fighters yeah, for sure. He, he absolutely is. And uh, that was Steve talk. Do you want to bully Metroid real quick, <sighs> buddy? <laughs> <laughs> do so, I? Uh, do I ever? This is more breaking news, actually, since I was I was like in the middle of writing my notes <laughs> when it, I saw. Is it breaking news? Well, just this part in specifically, but it's not surprising considering everything we've heard. Uh, Retro Studios is looking to hire product testers and a storyboard artist so now we don't know if 
these are specifically being hired for Metroid Prime 4. They could be working on another project that, you know, hasn't even been announced like Metroid Prime 4 has, and these could be, you know, spots to fill for that project. But humoring the idea that it is, what are we thinking? <laughs> I, I don't even know. It says here that the testing jobs were posted September 30th. Uh, it's October 12th, and there was an article posted about it today. So I'm assuming they still have nobody. And That must mean the postings are still up, I guess. Yeah, and the storyboard contract opened on October 5th. Again, it's seven days later. I'm assuming nobody has it. Although it does say here that hiring product testers could mean that they have a playable prototype. That's true. But also hiring a storyboard artist means... How, literally, the thing says, help define emotional scenes that will resonate with audiences. So I'm assuming they have absolutely zero idea on what the story is going to z- be. Zero idea of the story. Or they do, and they have no way of like ver- like vis- showing it visually because there's no cutscenes. Which yeah. every game nowadays, I feel like, has to have some form of cutscenes. And it doesn't... Is there? Do we even know if there's voice acting in this game? We don't. I think Metroid Prime has voice acting, though. Maybe a, a little bit at least. Yeah. So the last, so the update last month, uh, Retro Studio Retro hired a uh, John Marcella who worked as a level designer on the PlayStation Four hit God of War. So they have they have good they have good intellect in there. It's just how they go about using it is I yeah, guess they're kind of they're pulling a lot of people from a lot of different places over a long period of time. It seems again we are a. a humoring the fact that this could be for metroid prime 4 oh my god it'd be this very well Apple. this very well could not that'd be but funny if it wasn't <laughs> just to say like did nintendo just say like hey retro studios you have no employees come and make metroid prime 4 it's just i don't even know this game was delayed when we were seniors in high school we're sophomores now we know nothing on it <laughs> yeah i uh, i don't know but I, God, I remember that day. It was like in February. They posted like, yeah, we're scrapping this thing. And now it's like, we're still hiring. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. But hey, I'm I'm willing to wait. <sighs> yeah. Especially if they're going to be pumping out like Age of Calamity and yeah, very pu- 3D yeah, World and Monster if Hunter. Punch, if you're going to punch out other good games and... I guess well, I guess that's a good segue into our next topic. Uh, speaking of punching out good games, oh, Genshin oh. Impact uh, is yeah. a carbon copy of <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Literally, the first, the intro scene where Link runs up to the plateau and he looks up over Hyrule and it just says Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild in the bottom right corner. Uh, your playable character runs up to a corner. Uh, vast a great plateau in the bottom right corner it says Genshin Impact and I'm like yes I'm playing Breath of the Wild <laughs> oh did you pick it up did you actually pick it I up I did I did play it for a little bit oh okay okay so you might I was about to say I thought this might be me just talking but hey you no can no switch. for a mobile game it runs pretty well so, yeah I so on, I have it on iPhone so yeah so do so do I so we talked last episode about how we saw Genshin Impact making the rounds and people comparing it to Breath of the Wild and it piqued our interest, so I picked it up uh, right after that episode, so I've been playing for a week. And, yeah, it's it's very Breath of the Wild. Like, it would probably... I could probably talk about the similarities of Breath of the Wild for a whole day. There are, you know, 
there are statues that function similarly to like a combination of a tower and a goddess statue where you can teleport to them and when you discover one it opens up part of the map and uh you know you can also offer up resources to it in order for you to increase your stamina you do have a stamina meter which decreases as you climb and sprint you can climb almost every surface and also swim uh yeah you can climb almost any surface uh you can you cook meals to uh replenish your health and buff your stats Uh, (laughs) yeah there are i need my avatar link (laughs) of course that's really good uh, I, I was assuming that you would do that, actually. Yeah, but, no, this is Link uh, Breath of the Wild. You, there are even the enemies are a bit similar. There are multi-elemental slimes that are around the world. There are these uh, things called hilly trills, which uh, act very similar to bokoblins, uh, where they have camps set up around the world. And hell, even when you're cooking, uh, you'll, you'll find a lot of cooking stations there. And you need to, you even need to ignite a fire underneath uh, the cooking pot before you cook. It's all. I'm pretty. It is very much uh, shamelessly inspired by Breath of the Wild. I cannot wait for this game to win Game of the Year because it's just a straight <laughs> rip from Breath of the Wild. And again, I have no problems. If you're gonna copy, a yeah, game, honestly, copy a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a you know an effortless bootleg. Like it's very obvious that a lot of effort went into this, and it has a lot of things that Breath of the Wild doesn't have. Yeah, uh, it's for instance the world itself. Is very much like the lore is very much uh, different. Whereas, I don't know, Breath of the Wild is obviously post-apocalyptic, so uh, that's different from this game because this game has more huge life. cities. It's like huge populated cities, all sorts of characters uh, to interact with, with within them. So many different systems of of crafting. Uh, yeah, there's things. a lot. Uh, the voice, like the voice acting, is really good, it's and there's really plenty good. of it. The music is really good. The visuals are cell shaded, like Breath of the Wilds, so they even they do have a similar uh, look to them. But uh, this game heavily more focuses on, I guess, gods and elements of the world. Yeah, more of uh, mystical and elemental creatures than uh than Breath know, of the Wild. Than your uh, Lynels and Guardians. Yeah, it's got like. You know, you got your seven elements. It's like Electro, I'm, Pyro, yeah. Cryo, Geo, Animo. I'm the, win, I'm the wind god right now. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, and then you have, what, Hydro and I think Necro. Yeah, I think it's I right. believe that's the seven elements. Uh, the thing is, though, that, I, that some of you may not know about this game if you haven't looked into it. Uh, it's not necessarily finished yet. So there are... In Pokemon Masters, I've talked to you about this before, at the, back in Season 1 probably, in Pokemon Masters, another gotcha game, uh, the they are const- they're putting out and continually developing the story. So like the main story isn't complete. You, you can go up to a certain point and then it's like, hey, the next part of the story isn't available yet. Wait until it's done. I'm fine with that. That is the same thing that's going on here because there are, from what I've experienced... Uh, in this universe, there are seven different uh, territories for the seven different elements. Yep. And currently, we only have access to two. I'm fine with that. It gives the game longevity. Yeah, it gives... I mean, for a gotcha game, this is starting to be par for the course. Yeah. Where, you know, they'll release content over time, which is fine. Uh, I 
you know, it's a, I like games that are, you know, give you, give you a long-term investment, give you new content to look forward to. Uh, of course, this game is free, but it is a gotcha game, so microtransactions are very much prevalent, and it is very, it, it is, seems very much pay to win. Like, the characters that you are given, you can play this game completely free without spending money. Like they'll, e- they'll even give you resources to like do the loot box system sometimes. You know, obviously not as much as if you were just pay for a bulk of them, but yeah, you will receive them over time. It's a very grindy game uh, when you get past uh, some of the earlier story content. Um, but you know, obviously, you want like the best characters are locked behind. Uh, you know, you got to pay or you got to get yeah. lucky when you summon them. Get five star characters and weapons. But yeah, unlike Breath of the Wild, you can play as multiple characters in this game. And you can have a squad of four at any time. That's really helpful. Yeah, and they each have their own separate health bars. Uh, they all have uh, an elemental ability and an ultimate attack, which are, you know, go on cooldowns uh, whenever you use them. You can give uh, your weapons have levels that you can level up, your character themselves has levels that you can level up. Uh, they have each character has a constellation that unlocks different abilities. They have talents that you can level up. There is a lot of stuff in this game for you to uh, progress and work towards, but the grind is very, very slow. Incredibly if, slow. Even if you spend money on this game, like I've done some research, I've watched some videos. Even if you spend money on this game, uh, the grind is is rough later on, and. You know, shit gets difficult real quick. Like I am, I'm kind of just waiting around for my stuff. So this game has a stamina system, like yeah. Pokemon Masters, uh, instead of stamina, it's called resin, and you need to spend this resin to do certain high level activities that get you upgrade materials. And for instance, uh, going into some domains requires resin to get the rewards. Uh, fighting certain bosses in the overworld also requires resin to get the rewards. You can fight the boss, but if you don't uh, spend the resin, you can't get the rewards for doing yeah. so. And you only get 120 of these, of this resin, which you can replenish using uh, Primo Gems, which is a form of currency that you get throughout the game or that you can buy. Uh, or you can use, you know, there are other methods to it, but they, it replenishes very slowly when you use it. And some activities in the game, like I just did a thing, where I fought a boss, and it cost 60 resin to, <laughs> to, to, to collect it. the rewards. Like, I could go in and fight it if I wanted to, but I, there would be no reason, because I couldn't collect the rewards for doing so. And so I could only do a boss like that twice. And that boss can only be fought once a week. So... Really making you grind for yeah, it. It's really... The game is in the later... I say later. I don't even feel like I'm that far into it, but... No, like you, you get stuck real quick, uh, which is one criticism that I kind of have of it, because the world, it, it, this game has a lot of content. It has so much content, which you can't really say for a lot of mobile games. Yeah, but it's all locked behind, you know, this this really slow stamina system that you literally can't really work around unless you spend a shit ton of other resources to get it back up yeah i was about to say i think most gotcha games are like this too but with this yeah. it's a little more extreme i mean this one it's just very enticing like you have this big world to explore 
with all these bosses and you have the incentive, yeah. you have it right there in front of you. You know what rewards you're going to get. You know what you need to upgrade your characters, but you just can't do it because you don't have enough of this stamina. Yeah, it's like a real game. Like a game you put in a enjoy so you want to be able to play as long as you can but again it being a gotcha game and i think it's available on playstation so yeah, it's I'm available not sure on playstation play- and pc and mobile i was about to say i don't know if PlayStation has this system because that's uh, i'm pretty thing. sure i'm pretty sure it it has all of it has it i'm pretty sure too but again just be curious yeah for for people coming in when like the other regions are added yeah, this may this may be a non-issue because you may have other stuff to do in the meantime that doesn't cost uh, resin to progress. But yeah, but for now you're kind of just like trapped. In order to do a lot of the, uh, you know, even the mid-game stuff that I'm doing, you need your characters to be pretty cracked out. Like you need like the tips and tricks, guys. As I've seen on this video, they're like focus on one character. Don't spread your resources out. You won't have enough of them <laughs> to level up everybody. Focus on yeah. a small core group, or else you're kind of gonna get you're going to get trapped in this grind even earlier. Yeah. So even to do the stuff that, you know, gets you these rewards, your characters need to be pretty high level. So you're kind of in this limbo of, you know, you just got to stop playing the game in order to wait for your stuff to regen. Yeah, but you do. I was about to say, I don't know how far you've gotten into the game, so I guess I can't really... No, I'm, I'm, I'm in the first city. I'm just going around the first city, so you're farther ahead than I am. I'm just kind of just coasting right now. Yeah, but... Like the story is very like intriguing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right? I'm into it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, into it. I'm definitely into it. Again, the characters are all very likable, and again, the voice acting work really good. Like yeah. really impressed me, and uh, the music as well. The presentation of this game is very good. Very good. Which is why I feel like it's taken off as so much as it has. Uh, yeah, could be. But yeah, that's my. Those are my first impressions on the game. Um, I'm going to keep playing it because, you know, I do think it's fun and I have some friends as well who play it so we can do uh, co-op stuff together, which has actually been pretty enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my first impressions. That's that's your first impressions as well. Yeah, it is. Since I didn't even know you had the game until now. But no, I'm going to go through it. I'll keep going through it. But yeah, that's just something I'm I'll keep my eye on. But yeah, that is Genshin Impact. So I think it's time for the, the main event of this episode. Yes, the main event indeed. So, so I texted Tyler yesterday because there wasn't a lot to talk about today. As you see, we're only at uh, 41.15. So I was thinking, I've been playing... I played... I just finished Platinum yesterday. And I popped in White 2 because I found it in like my desk drawer and i'm like oh my god like i haven't played this in so long let me just see what my team is and i'm like holy god i have a lot of good pokemon in here ones that i have caught in this game and transferred over from previous gens and i'm like it hit me and i'm like god i've played so many pokemon games over the years and i've had so many on my team i've used so many different pokemon if i had to pick like my best six from every game i've played like what would my team look like and i texted tyler and he thought it was a really good idea so that's what we are doing. We are essentially calling this the the all time Pokemon teams for for both of us. Uh, six only. You you had to have used it in the game. It doesn't have to be like in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. You just had to have used it. And yeah, just say what game it's from. And I even have some of the levels mine are at like currently because 
<laughs> you don't have that, but <laughs> I have something else. I I have written next to them the specific game that I have that too. Pokemon is in. I have that too. Uh, because some of them I don't have anymore, but I know that I use them in that game. So I don't know about you, but I got my first three pretty quick, and then my last three were. I tough. got my first. That's exactly the same with mine. I got my first three. They weren't the first three I was expecting to get really quick, but yeah. So, I got, so how about you do? Do you want to do your six, and then I'll do my six? I no, we can go. We can go one by one. So oh, we'll go one by one. Okay. We'll do honorables at the end. So yeah. my first pick, immediately I, I had white two in. I'm like, okay, I have to pick this one. Uh, shiny Dragonite from White 2, and you get it from the White Tree Hollow. Shiny Dragonite's my first pick. My only gripe with Shiny Dragonite is, for some reason, you have Pink Dratini, Pink Dragonair. You're like, I'm going to get a mint pink Dragonite. <laughs> it is the ugliest shade of green yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Shiny really? Dragonite is such a disappointment, but nonetheless has a ton of good moves, really good stats from the White Tree Hollow, uh, level 83 right now, so... That was one of my honorable mentions, actually. Shiny Dragonite. Shiny Dragonite. So that's that was my first pick, actually. So I tried to focus my team around. I don't know. I tried to collect like every aspect of my real life journey through having the Pokemon games. Yeah. Obviously, some were omitted. Uh, some generations were not represented, but uh, I tried to really f- reach into the recesses of my okay. mind to. Yeah, to I did pull too. It out. I did too. So yeah. my first. My first Pokemon is one I actually haven't thought of in a long time because I don't currently have it. Uh, And it is... Are we allowed to use Legendaries? I don't have any on my team, but yeah, you can use Legendaries. Ah, damn. I thought thought for sure you'd put your Giratina. I I have Giratina's Monaro. He's in that little Because this is a... I didn't really use Legendaries. This is the only Legendary I really used on my team. Uh, And it was Celebi uh, from Pokemon White. So, you know, Celebi's a mythical Pokemon, obviously. So... This that was actually the event Celebi that they gave out. I, I remember that event too. Uh, what's the big city called? Castelia like, City. Castelia isn't that where? It, yeah, it's in Castelia City. Yeah. So there was a Celebi event where if you took this event Celebi, cause this is back in the day where you had to go to a GameStop and God. like oh. take your DS to get the mystery gift. Those these are back in those days. So a while back, I had Celebi, and you take it to a building in Castelia City, and. There is this girl talking to this boy who won't say a word. And then this boy turns into, when you show Celebi to him, he turns into a Zorua. And I think that's the only way to get Zorua in the game as well. In, in white, I think. In white, white and black, I think that's right. Because white, yeah. white, and, white and black, too, I think you can just catch Zorua. Yeah, and I think there's also N's Zoroark that you can catch. Yes. Uh, in one of those two. But uh, yeah, Celebi from. Pokemon White, because I just decided to use Celebi on my team. I think this might have been the first instance of me truly using uh, a legendary Pokemon, because I believe I hadn't even gotten to the Elite Four yet. Yeah. So I I brought it into the Hall of Fame with me, and I really liked it. It had, like, Calm Mind, Leaf Storm. I was about uh, to say, I think it's like Psychic Grass, right? It's psychic. It's a Psychic Grass type, yes. Uh. I don't know why that was the first Pokemon I thought of. Like that was a memory I haven't thought of in a while. But where, where is Celebi? Is it still in white? Celebi was in my original white copy, which I gave to you. I restarted it and I gave it Damn. to you, so you could do it. Damn. All right. So Celebi's dead. Rest in peace, Celebi. But I, I was about to say, if we're not allowing legendaries, then I can. I'll add one of my honorable mentions. And no, after. I I don't have any on mine, but I do have some of my honorable mentions. 
Okay, so yeah, that's my first Pokemon Selby from specifically Pokemon White. We both start with Gen 5 Pokemon. Nice. Won't be the last. <laughs> no, it will not be the last for me either. So my second pick, pretty, pretty again, pretty easy. Uh, I it, It's in my Platinum game right now. Uh, Luxray is my, he's my Luxray. second pick. Had to, had to take my boy, the electric cat, the complete badass. Love him. He's level 85 right now. He carried my team and he carried my, I, I, I use carry very lightly because the first three members of the Sinnoh Elite Four ground and fire and i'm like i don't really need to use luxury but he completely killed <laughs> lucian the psychic type with just mm-hmm. crunching that and so he gave he gave cynthia the business uh he won gave togekiss all that work yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, I, I think i started him against uh, her oh what's the first pokemon's name she has spirit spirit to him spirit so yeah i uh, again i just love luxury i love his design i love everything about him i I'm going to go back and try to get a shiny one because I think oh. just having shiny shanks would be cool. That's really nice. Yeah, I really do want a shiny luxury. And I, I will literally, I will buy Pokemon Bank. I'll buy a 3DS and buy Pokemon Bank just so I can keep that Pokemon forever. I was about to say, that's good. I might I might have to take you up on that. I might have to, we may have to pool our efforts because there are some Pokemon on this list that I do still have that I do kind of want to keep around. So Yeah, so Platinum... So yeah, that's my, there's my first Gen Four Pokemon. Uh, that will not be my last Gen Four Pokemon. Okay, okay. So my next pick is a relatively recent one, actually. Okay. Uh, it is because we both bought White Two at the same time because we wanted to play through it because we never played through it before. Yeah, great. Uh, and you know that's one of that's one of the teams I'm more proud of. Uh, but I believe I built it up of mostly end game Pokemon, so I replaced a lot of my team at the end with. Pokemon that are much cooler. Uh, and also, ironically, not in Gen 5. I think Embor is my only uh, Gen 5 Pokemon on that White 2 team. But <laughs> by far... Yeah, my starter is my only Gen 5 Pokemon on my team, too. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess they did add a lot of pre-Gen Pokemon uh, yeah, in White 2 and Black 2. They, so they did. My team consisted of some powerhouses. We had Tyranitar. We had Gliscor. We had the Shiny Dragonite. We had... Ampharos, uh, obviously we had Embor, wow. but I don't know why this Pokemon grew on me so much, but I also kind of wanted to make my team, you know, uh, you know, give it a bit of strategy to it. Yeah, uh, have so some any one of them could have worked, but I wanted to go with my Azumarill from Pokemon White 2. So Azumarill, okay. I don't know what it was about it. It's just It was just one of my favorite team members, one of my more higher level uh, team members as well i believe 85 at the moment 85 uh, yeah that's so my left is at i think that's my second i think it's only second to my embor and i don't know i i just always pictured as as azumarill as my uh embor's like right hand man because this is the first generation that i found out that azumarill gets huge power oh yeah which doubles its attack yeah just straight up good. so i gave it superpower i gave it aqua jet uh, it doesn't get a lot of physical moves, so I just gave it uh, Waterfall and Ice Beam for coverage okay. as its last two moves. But man, just seeing Iris throw out her Agron or Hydreigon against my superpower Azumarill just <laughs> nah, ripped, ripped them apart. And it was, I don't know, Azumarill's just one of the standout members of that team that I always uh, liked. 
I don't even remember if I. I think I. I think that might be the one Pokemon that I had from early on. Uh, but I can't be sure. It's been a while since uh, I've memorized the Pokemon locations of White Two. Yeah. But yeah, I decided to put a Zumarill as that White through. That White Two playthrough is a uh, a very memorable one to me. So yeah, Zumarill from White Two is my number two. And we are staying in White Two for my number three, uh, which is. Yes. Lucario actually is uh, my. I remember this Lucario actually. You can catch Riolu in the very, very early part of the game. I believe it's in a ranch, like like right next to Alder's house. I think is the ranch. And but you didn't catch yours there, did you? No, I caught mine there. I checked it yesterday. Oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, I caught Riolu at level five, and now he is a level eighty-three Lucario. So uh, Lucario is, I think, just a really good Pokemon in general. I, I like I like to have him on my team if I can have him in general i have him on my platinum team right now and he's on my white two team he's level 83 and again just i think he's really well-rounded steel fighting is not i don't really use steel or fighting types so i'd get mm-hmm. two and one there and yeah i just I like lucario's design again i just think he's a really cool pokemon uh he's a good boy he's a good dog he is a good dog i i, I do like lucario lucario is one of my honorable mentions as well damn uh all right it's he's a he was part of my original diamond team. I'm pretty sure I have that entire team in my honorable mentions from but, from Riley, right on the Iron Island. Yes, from my the Iron only way you can get it. From, only way you can get it. Yeah, but so what is your number three? Okay, I kind of already alluded to my number three. So right. this one doesn't come from a specific game; it just kind of comes from a whole generation because I don't think I've. This is my starter. I, I this I put my starter. Okay, I have I have a starter too. So the number three is Embor. Okay, so we got that nice grass. Here. We got that grass water fire core. Yeah, we do. Game. So, Embor is a no-brainer. He's my favorite starter of all time. Uh, I don't think I have ever used Samurai or Superior in a Let's Play of Gen Five before, just because I could not bear the fact of parting ways with that Tepig. Yeah, no, it's so, yeah, I understand. Uh, you know, Embor, Heat Crash, uh, Flame Charge, Head Smash, and Hammer Arm. <laughs> That's Great. my go. Yeah. That's my go-to coverage. Attack uh, hits, hits like a truck uh, in the in the main story anyway. And I don't know. He's my favorite firefighting type. Favorite starter. Had to have him on here. So Ooh, that's a lot, that of, lot of Gen Five. Pokemon. A lot of Gen Five love. Even Pokemon that didn't even originate in Gen Five. We had no. in Gen Five game. Yeah, we're like, no, we found these guys in Gen Five. They count. Mm-hmm. So my next is a starter too. And oh hell yeah been a lot of good starters throughout the years a lot uh, of them lots there's the, the turd chimchar the uh, turd i i've used both snivy and tepig in my runs i have yet i've played gen one games i've played gen two games <sighs> and i had I, I really the toughest of cuts was torterra he didn't make it yeah, no no I think I know who it is, though. It is another Gen 5 starter. It's, it is Samurai. It's Samurai, man. Just like, just like you, um, I whenever I'd restart a Gen 5 game, I'm like, I'm going to try someone new, and I just see him holding his little shell, and I'm like, I can't leave you. Watch the Osh. I can't. No, because had. I think Dewat's the coolest of those three designs. I love how he looks. Yeah, Dewat is really, really cool. Yeah, but... Uh, Gen, I think Gen Five was the first game that ever had Pokemon's that like they're animated like in battle. Yeah, they the had 
I was about to say they were continuously the sprites were continuously in motion. So yeah, I'm just seeing Oshawa grab his little shell and then put it back in. I'm like, oh, I love you. So yeah, Samurai, he uh, he knows my, he's level 87 in white too because I don't have white or black. And it caught, I checked yesterday, it cost $40 to get a copy. And I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. that. So <laughs> please port those games on the Switch, please. And oh, dude, that'd be sick. That would be. Skip over Gen 4 if you have to. I just need yeah, Gen just... 4, Gen 5. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right, right. yeah, he knows three water-type moves, an ice beam, which I feel like is pretty traditional for any water starter. Yeah, have an ice move in there probably. Yeah. And yeah, he's just he's he's my loyal boy. He's my loyal seal. He's got a he's got a big old mustache. He wears a cool crown. Uh, I I, re- I just I love Samurai, and I will never not pick Oshawa to start any Gen Five game or any game for that matter. Because even in Pixelmon, I chose Oshawa as my starter. Of course, of course. So I yeah, he's my that. he's number four, uh, level eighty seven. So again, my- it started to get it started to get tricky from here down. Yeah, I think Embor is ninety two in my game because Jeez. I just. God. I have nothing to do but challenge the Elite Four over and over again. So. Yeah, no, leveling up in Gen 5, that, that's where it became stupid easy with that Lucky Egg. Honestly, yeah, the fact that they just give it to you. Yeah, it's... Nuts. Anyway, so my fourth will be a Pokemon that you're also familiar with, uh, personally. Because <laughs> this, this is the one you helped me to get, I'm pretty sure. Uh, this is my shiny Rhyperior. Oh, Pokemon yeah. Heartful. I was about to say, he better have made the cut. So, yeah... Rhyperior is probably the mascot of my HeartGold team. Uh, I started that. Like, HeartGold is one of the few games where I, for some reason, Younger Me had no shame in just restarting. Oh, but yeah, me too. I had no my, shame. Current, my current uh, playthrough, uh, I remember just training on Victory Road because I couldn't beat... Somehow I got so underleveled in Harkold. I've already told the story on the podcast, but I got so underleveled in Harkold that I couldn't even beat the the uh, the champion rematch, let alone red. So yeah, no. I'm just trying to train up the team in Victory Road, and I find this red Rhyhorn just <laughs> popping up on my screen, and I'm like, "You're coming with me." <laughs> so yeah, a diseased Rhyhorn. A diseased Rhyhorn. But yes, we I found a Rhyhorn. And I immediately evolved it into Rhydon. And it took me a while, but you and I finally got together. Uh, and had to do I'm that. pretty trade. sure you, you helped me trade it and evolve it into my Shiny Rhyperior. And that kind of kick-started my... You know, I got, after I got Rhyperior, I took a break from uh, Gold because I just couldn't beat Red. Red was still thumping you. <laughs> Red was destroying me. But I said on the podcast, I... You know, I came back, did a lot, got a strategy to get the lucky egg, grinded up a Mount Silver. Finally beat actually, Red. And Rhyperior was the first Pokemon I always sent out against Red because he just Pikachu. destroyed Pikachu in one hit. And I don't know. I've had a similar experience every single time I played Harkold. Red is always that wall. Uh, but oh, I feel like Rhyperior is the is the Pokemon that really symbolized that. And that's always been a memorable part of of just my gaming history as a whole is fighting red on top of Mount Silver. So I felt like Rhyperior as probably the physical embodiment of that uh, victory uh, has got to be on my team. So Heart- is, Rhyperior from HeartGold. Is fighting red the coolest thing you've ever done in a Pokemon game? Like, is that the, is that the moment for you when you think of Pokemon? I th- 
honestly, red is one of the few battles that like legitimately scares me every time I go into it. For the first time, obviously, when you do it, you know, multiple times your, the same file. I've got your number, old man. You know, you, you get it, but I don't know. Every like that, the start of his theme. It is his theme. It is not Lance's theme. No, it's, it's the same Red's as Lance's, but theme. it just hits different when you're fighting. It Red. hits different when you see like the Pokeball come on screen and the screen like blots out, and then he picks up he his cap. And you're like, oh my god, I'm about to lose by forty. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's hard to top that. It really is. It, no, it, it's hard. So yeah, it's probably one of, if not the coolest things uh, to do in Pokemon, if not also stress filled. And scary, but yeah, Rhyperior, yeah, shiny Rhyperior from Harkold and Souls, Harkold specifically, uh, is my fourth pick. I can give you a hundred guesses on my number five, and you would not get it. I got down bad. I went back into Sword and Let's Go Pikachu just to check my teams to see which Pokemon I had qualified. So this is a recent. Not even to use. This is a recent. This is this is as recent as it gets. I, yes, even, I, have I don't Pokemon. even have a sword and shield. I don't even have a sword and shield mod on my team. I have a sword rep on my team. Oh, who? Who? I don't know. Oh, God. It, hurt. it like, hurts reading. Is it Grook? God, no. Rillaboom. He's not even Rillaboom yet. He's level 34. He's in my PC. <laughs> I checked yesterday. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah, God. Oh, yeah, you like, switched him out, didn't you? <laughs> like, my starter did not make my team. But, no, I checked my... Yeah, this is the only Gen 8 Pokemon on my list and it's okay. dragapult 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 a uh, very under level compared to the other ones he's only 74 but dragapult has his stats are insane like he has such high special attack and such high speed and amazing fast phantom force and dragon darts are two of the most op moves in that game and if you have a dragapult you're essentially guaranteed a victory because he's gonna get to you can't get to you can't get to the elite four and just destroy everyone. But they really hit a home run on Dragapult. I agree. He's no, Dragapult's you know, good. I never used him in the story, so I didn't count him. Like I use them in competitive, but I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't count those. But damn, yeah, I forgot. I forgot completely your team for. I so did I, man. I no, I couldn't believe that. I traded, I traded the legendary to you. I gave you. <laughs> you gave me Zacian, Yeah. Yeah, if you gave me um. You gave me the Rapidash, which I saw. The Rapidash is cool. The Glorian Rapidash. Glorian right? Rapidash, yeah. Yeah, you gave me the Glorian Rapidash in return. But I was checking this trade. I had, in in Let's Go Pikachu, I had at least 70 Chanseys in my PC. I must have just Chansey trained and oh just caught God. the Chanseys and just gained XP that way. I had so many in there. And I had four Pokemon on my team. You, you want to guess the four that were on my team? Or the four that were on your team? <laughs> Pikachu... Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise. Those are the four. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just beat the Elite Four with them for fun. I'm like, my god, this game is so easy. But yeah, dra- again, Dragapult, cool design. Uh, Dragon Ghost. Uh, I'm very fond of that. So Dragapult is my fifth. He is my fifth team member. Uh, he made it. He better not let anyone down. All right. So Two Dragon my- types. So I'm getting melted by <laughs> Nice type. I was about to say, I, you know, I tried to keep my team. I don't know. It worked out well. My the favorites that I had from my story playthroughs have all kind of, you know, balanced out the team. But my fifth is another Gen Five Pokemon. Good God! What uh, universe? No, and no, he's not. This Pokemon is from Gen Five, but he is not in a Gen Five game. I was about to say, like, you you can tell which are, what our favorite Gen is. So, my fifth pick is actually my Ultra Moon version of Zoroark. Okay, 
Aside Zoroark's honorable mentions. So Zoroark was on my original white team with Celebi. I kept them on the same team uh, in in my original white copy. And I just I took them to the Elite Four. And you know, since that moment, Zoroark has always been like a super cool Pokemon to me. Oh, I, I feel like the illusion ability is just so up my alley. Uh, not probably not as effective in uh, you know the story playthrough against the AI, but and not even in competitive, but just the concept it, of it yeah. is just super cool. And Zoroark is actually a popular Pokemon to have in the story of Ultra Moon because, or in the Ultra games, because of one uh, Ultra Necrozma boss fight. Yeah, you see how he would be helpful there. Yeah, so this is pretty much the same with every po- every person who played uh, Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon for the first time. But Necrozma is by far and away probably one of the hardest legendary battles. He, in, beat, Ar- he beat Arceus, dude, in the <laughs> in in the in the terminal montage video. Yeah, <laughs> beat yeah Arceus. But, uh, in the game, he is just he hits like an absolute truck because he has the. The uh, the Z boost he has this all his stat boost from the Z aura, uh, so despite his level, which you may outlevel him uh, if you grind enough, but you might not, which my team did definitely did not. Uh, he gets that power boost on top of it, and he's also probably going to be faster than you. So, but Zoroark is how I beat that battle. Like without Zoroark, I don't know how many tries it would have taken me before I just resorted to just throwing my my team at it for luck, but. I found out which of my Pokemon it used Prismatic Laser on, which is a Psychic type move. Uh, which was that was my Mudsdale, which is on my team. So I had uh, Mudsdale at the sixth slot and Zoroark at the first, so that he would target the Dark type with a Psychic move, and it wouldn't have an effect. And then Zoroark could use Foul Play on it and get a good chunk of damage out of it before it started destroying my team. Yeah, before so, wrecking. Yeah, like once it. Once it used its prismatic laser on me and it had no effect, it switched and immediately destroyed my Zoroark. But uh, I don't know. Zoroark, I wanted my Ultra Moon version because of that, but also I wanted Zoroark on the team because, I don't know, that Celebi Zoroark memory kind of really influenced this decision. So no, Yeah, Zoroark uh, is so cool. He's such so, a cool Pokemon. Yeah, Dark type. He's got, you know, Snarl, Foul Play. Uh, flamethrower, sludge bomb. Yeah, I was gonna say my Zoroark in my Gen Five game has like a ton of different move sets too. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, he Zoroark is, is a super cool Pokemon, and I I wanted him on my team, and it also some it not only uh you know kind of captures the Gen Seven yeah. uh, part of my Pokemon journey, but also uh even more of the Gen Five as well, which is always great. So, yeah, yeah, Zoroark is my number five. <sighs> I want to put level 100 Garatine on the thing because you put your legendary on there. I kind of want to make this. I kind of make this last second switch. If you want to, you can. No one would. No one would know. I'm doing if, it. If we're not on recording, <laughs> number we're going back to back Dragon Ghost types. Uh, levels uh, my six Pokemon. You have three Dragon types. <laughs> and sorry, they're good. Dragon good. types are good. Uh yeah, Garatina has got to be on the team. Level 100, uh, first Pokemon I've ever gotten level 100. Uh, caught it in platinum, transferred it to white two. And white two might have the dumbest way of transferring Pokemon because you you have to catch them like again. You have to catch them again like in this little mini game, and if you don't catch them, they're gone forever. So, are, is that gone forever? Are you sure? Gone. I think gone forever. Because I transferred over. I transferred over to a Dialga and uh. 
Garatina, and I'm like, I was like sweating bullets because I had to, <laughs> I had to catch them. Like I literally, I don't know what I used. I don't have a stylus from a DS, so I like found, I found, like found a toothpick, and I'm like throwing these Pokeballs. Like <laughs> you have to get caught, please. But yeah, I've, I beat this. I I trained this Garatina in the White Tree Hollow, and I have beat the Pokemon League with only him. So like he is. He's a, he's a, he has to be in his origin form. I gave him the orb because the orb, yeah. yeah. God, he's terrifying, and he's in the master ball. Uh, he still has all capitals because now they do the lowercase Pokemon yeah. things. He still has all capitals, so that's how you know he's from Gen Four. But yeah, level one hundred Garatina is. I haven't plat. He originally from Platinum, which I think the distortion world is neck and neck with Red in the Pokemon world is what's coolest. But probably, yeah. From he transferred from the Sinnoh to the Unova, so uh, Garatina's he's got to be my sixth. The, you know, the branch between it. your two favorite generations. Yes, is <laughs> Garatina's terrifying, terrifying might. My God, I was rewatching Pokemon Generations. Those are some so good. Those Every are single, really good. Like I was just watching the Garatina just like crawl out of the store. Shop. I'm like, oh my god, that's actually terrifying. And then you change, you change your Twitter profile. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. And then um, what's the the King Returns? The Enverse gets us. That's a good one too. Always, always a treat. Always you get to see a fused Kyurem and Regiram, and then uh, the then uh, Hilbert comes in with the Krom. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Zekrom is cool shit too so who'd you switch out i'll look into it now he's not a real mention all right all right all right so my sixth is one that i don't think you know about okay one that i was thinking i don't know why i added this one but it's from my pokemon y because i really wanted a pokemon from pokemon y to be on my team is my pidgeot Holy cow, the Brock's gonna love this pick. <laughs> yeah, like my going back to Gen One, we have Pidgeot. I mean, obviously, you know, I, we skipped over White Two, uh, and at least I, I skipped over White Two initially. Uh, so my last generation before Gen Six, or my, sorry, my last game before Gen Six, uh, Pokemon Black White. White. So, you know, yeah, I, I and you know, once I finished, I didn't do competitive at that point either. So. You know, once I finished the story of a Pokemon game back then, it was pretty much like, okay, now what do I do <laughs> besides grind <laughs> and get level 100 Pokemon? So it felt, I guess I, in my mind, it felt like a really long time between Gen 5 and Gen 6. But I don't know, man. Gen 6 was just a new level of, holy crap, Pokemon's back and it's in 3D oh, yeah. and this is insane. And, you know, obviously... It didn't have the biggest, you know, decks of new Pokemon coming in. It only had, like, you know, it didn't have even triple digits like Gen 5, the previous Gen, did. But the first Pokemon, I'm pretty sure it's a guaranteed encounter. I don't even, I have never seen, like, a playthrough or a YouTube video about the first parts of Gen 6 where they haven't encountered a Pidgey on Route 1. Uh, or in Route 2, since Route 1 is literally just a straight line from one city to the next. But, yeah, I... I caught the first Pidgey I saw, and I just kept it with me uh, throughout the entire game as my flying type. And he got really strong. I had never used a Pidgeot up until that point. And this is my first experience with Pidgeot, and I was pleasantly surprised. He really pulled his weight, and he's like level 80-something now. Like, that might be the highest I've ever gotten a regional bird. Pidgeot's uh, pretty, 
Pridgeot? Pidgeot's probably the second best, like, flying type on the very beginning of the game. I think Star Raptor's better. Star Raptor is my honorable mention. I, I don't know why, but for some reason, Pidgeot is... I don't know. Maybe it's just the day. Maybe it's just today, but Pidgeot... It's a coin flip. I feel like Pidgeot being, you know, you know, a route, an early route bird, kind of, you know, also exemplified, like, hey, this feels like a completely new era of Pokemon. Yeah. And... He's still here. Uh, and the fact that I still that I took him all the way to the Elite Four uh, with the rest of my team, I don't know. I He was just one of the standout members of my team, besides my starter, obviously. But, you know, I couldn't, I could not share the spotlight with Embor with the fire starters. So, no. Uh, I decided to go with Pidgeot because I felt like, uh, you know, he's one of the members that I remember very fondly from that team. And I also needed a flying type. So Pidgeot <laughs> gets the number six spot of my team. So I guess we'll do honorables before we repeat our teams. Yeah. Uh, so Typhlosion got bumped out for Garatina. Typhlosion, first honorable mention from uh, Pokemon Soul Silver. Uh, they talked about this a lot on the podcast, but Cyndaquil, he's got to be the best of the three for mm-hmm. Gen 2. Uh, he's got to be. Uh, Gen 2, probably pound for pound, has, I think, the best starters. They're all really good. Beginning think- Typhlosion for Alligator is pretty good. I don't know if you get better. That's better than Gen 1. Yeah, but Gen you, think three Gen is- fi- you think Gen 5 is under Gen 2 and starters? I think I think Gen 4 is better than Gen 5 as far as starters go. Torterra, Inferno, Empoleon versus... Uh, Superior and more, yeah, and I, I know, Samurai. I know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being nostalgia blinded today. You, you've really got me reminiscing on the on the past. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, Typhlosion was my yeah. first cut. Typhlosion bumped. Typhlosion got bumped. Sorry, buddy. Uh, another sorry, uh, big sorry to Brock here. Uh, Charizard from Pokemon Sword was my second honorable mention. He got uh, cut too. Okay, okay. Uh, the one that Leon gives you. I'm like, you know what, Leon? I'm gonna get a better Charizard than you, and I did. He's way better. Awesome. Uh, followed by Milotic, also from Pokemon Sword. Milotic's a beast. Like, oh, yeah, a, you got a Milotic. Milotic is That's a very really cool. good Pokemon. Yeah, I really like Milotic. Uh, shout out to Cynthia. She gave me the motivation for that. Uh, Zoroark, like you, but just did, just missed the cut. And then I had uh, my Soul Silver Espeon missed the cut. Oh, that's that's really good. I like so, that one. Yeah, what are some of your honorable mentions? So... I felt really bad for not including any of like my first Pokemon. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know the mem- the memories are just faded. I just feel more attached to. Yeah, know, I don't even like ones. remember my first team. Like I remember them and I remember them fondly, but you know these other ones that they were just individual standouts from the games. Where these ones kind of more they exist in my mind as a group. Like I can't yeah. really uh, exit one without the other. So we have Infernape, first Pokemon of all time. Uh, uh, that I ever got, so Chimchar is my first starter. So we had Infernape was also the first Pokemon I ever got to a level 100. So Infernape's a beast. Infernape is one of the better starters, both competitively and in the main games. But yeah, Infernape. So we got Infernape, Floatzel, Lucario, Staraptor, and Crobat. I was thinking Crobat. Yeah, I have I have some good Crobats. I'm pretty sure I had a sixth, but I for the life of me I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I'm I, had, sh- I, had, I had five too. I think I had a Glalie at one point because I traded over my Gen 3 Pokemon to Gen 4. Yeah. But those are the only five I remember from my original team. So, 
I was thinking, I was really thinking of switching up Floatzel for Azumarill. Because, mm. because I already had so much Gen 5 representation. Yeah, not enough in my opinion. <laughs> and in fact, I probably could switch out Floatzel for Azumarill because I really like Floatzel. Like, I love Floatzel a lot. It's another so. coin flip one. Like I might, I might do what you did and switch out Azumarill for, for oh, no. Floatzel. But again, like I can't really like for Azumarill, I can remember specific you know battles and stuff that I yeah liked about Azumarill. Right. But I don't know. I have such a bad memory that the only thing I can remember. From my team is the Elite Four battle. It's all that matters, really. I know, but you know, Lucario was good. I mean, Flint was a fucking cakewalk, but yeah. Nah, I think I'll keep Azumarill on there. You oh, know, sorry, Floatzel, you, you tried. You know, they those guys are you know they're they're legacy picks, so we'll oh, you yeah, know they're course. in the honorable mentions, but I don't really have any other honorable mentions besides those besides those uh, those five from my my original Sinnoh team. <laughs> besides the entire original diamond besides team. besides my entire Sinnoh team i don't really have any other honorable mentions no i'm trying to think too i don't really have any either that i'm like yeah no I'm, I'm good without you my only consideration would be uh zekrom but i haven't had him in so long that it doesn't really matter yeah I, I get that and like a lot of the other pokemon like i would use on my team but they just weren't the mvps so they didn't make the cut yeah exactly uh you're either you're either the best of the six or you're just not making you're not even consideration for this. So one last time, my all time team, Shiny Dragonite, uh Pokemon White Two, Luxray, Pokemon Platinum, Lucario, Pokemon White Two, Samurott, also White Two, Dragapult, Pokemon Sword, and Garatina, Pokemon Platinum, and White Two, which means all of my Pokemon besides one are from Gen four, Gen five. Uh well hey, that those are your favorite gens. So yeah, yeah they they are the childhood gens for me. So they're uh, always going to be there. For me, Celebi from Pokemon White, the only Pokemon on this list that I do not currently have uh, in my possession anymore. Uh, Azumarill, White 2, Emboard, Gen 5 as a whole, uh, Rhyperior from Heartgold, Zoroark from Ultra Moon, and Pidgeot from Pokemon Y. That is my ultimate uh, Pokemon story team. That is all-time... Pokemon teams. Damn, that was trip down memory lane. That was tough. That was actually that, hard for me. It, it was hard to cut uh, some of these guys, but I feel I'm I'm happy with my so am my I. Squad. I'm very happy with uh, my Dragon Master team. We'll have so, to battle sometime so my Azumarill can sweep <laughs> half your team. <laughs> Ice Beam, just Dragonite's like, oh my god, but, how did I not I mean, prepare? With that, is that I think that brings us to the conclusion of the episode. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely does. I, I have nothing left. Yeah, I have nothing else. I can't top that. So that is going to conclude episode 10 of season two and just in general, episode 60 of the Switch It Up podcast. So Hell yeah, be sure to be sure to share it. Be sure to retweet it on Twitter. Be sure to like on Instagram. And if you need access to that at Switch Up Pod on Twitter, Switch It Up podcast underscore in between each word on Instagram personals at colby underscore moyer on both instagram and twitter uh t samsel 11 on instagram for me and at tyler samsel on twitter uh you know thank again thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening uh each week and spreading the word we just reached over three thousand total plays of the podcast so okay 
Thank you guys so much for that. It means a lot to us. It's really fun to see uh, that you guys are enjoying it and to see the uh, the podcast the podcast grow in you know to a scale that even I, I never I definitely never thought we would even scratch. No, never at the outset. So yeah, just thank you guys so much. This is you know this is a, a passion project of ours. So it is. Yes, know, every it's, week it's really fun. So yeah, if you guys have any feedback or anything, we would love to hear it give us shoot us a review on apple podcasts or dm us on yes. or add us on any social media we'd be more than happy to to see it and engage yeah. and, and shoot the breeze so yeah uh, one more big thank you to all of you guys and hopefully we will see you on the next one have a good one gamers take it easy